Welcome back, everyone, to another Uncanny Mystic Minds. So for today, my special guest is Jahan from, well, from the Boundless Authenticity podcast. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how I've been uh, checking out your stuff. And also on IG, you post a lot of cool stuff. So right on, man. Thanks for coming, dude. How's it going? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's going good. Good, man. How's your weekend looking? You got anything going on for uh, for the weekend? Oh, first weekend in a while that I actually have some time off. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm ecstatic. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we need that. We need our downtime, especially when, uh, uh, you know, because I'm sure you're busy helping out people and stuff like that. And then so you, you got to recharge and regroup, you know, yeah, for man. sure, too. You got to make that a, like a priority or whatever, right? Yeah, man. I could use the extra sleep. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I know I take I, I try to take advantage of a cat nap whenever I can, you know. I guess like the general thing is like some people either really hate cat naps or they like them, you know, because I guess they feel like either they don't do nothing or they wish they'd have just more time or something. But I can get off with like 15, 20 minutes. That'll kind of give me a little recharge. But I take what I can get, you know. Yeah, I hear you, man. Like 15, 20 minutes is more like a meditation for me. And that it does restore your energy really quickly if you know how to do it correctly. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can do something. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um, I guess if you can let the people know uh, a little bit about uh, what you do in terms of your coaching. Uh, so you do uh, mindfulness coaching. And uh, also, I, I know you do things with like subconscious work, too. So I'm like pretty I'm like really interested in that stuff, uh, too. So, yeah, just let the people know what uh, what kind of stuff you you get into with, with the people. Yeah, man. So I'm a highly qualified guy. <laughs> I do a lot of different things because I've realized that um, every individual person needs different things. So I'm pretty much just a mindfulness teacher and subconscious self-sabotage coach. And um, you already said that I do the podcast. But what I do is I can pretty much help just about anybody learn how, first of all, to be mindful and kind of let everything that's going on around them come up so that it can be like a virtual reality screen and just like scroll through. I want to keep this. I want to delete that. I want to keep that. And maybe, okay, maybe bring that back. Delete that shit. Kind of like that, you know, because we all have negative automatic thoughts according to cognitive psychology. I found that to be true, you know. I don't know where negative thoughts come from half the time. They just seem to be little judgments and stuff that we have inside our head about ourselves or the world or whatever the case is. And that's usually linked to subconscious programming. So I just teach people how to do that so that they can establish deep inner peace and, you know, operate from a better sense of purpose and passion because purpose and passion is never it's never a definite thing. It's once you find that source within yourself, then you can be passionate about anything. You can be purposeful with anything. And every person has multiple reasons for being on this planet, you know. So yeah. apart from that, like helping people, whether it's through regular counseling or talk therapy or whether it's relationship coaching or self-sabotage and subconscious reprogramming or whether it's like mindfulness classes or, um, you know, even doing health and nutrition, sometimes it's all the same thing. It's all about removing disempowering thoughts and beliefs from the subconscious because that's where it's all stored, right? Yeah, And with those programs, we pretty much create 
the emotional consequences and circumstances that we don't want because we're playing out programs that came from everything else outside of us except for what we actually have in mind for ourselves and so a lot of that stuff is just it's very technical to explain in one shot like i could be talking forever about that if i was actually to get into <laughs> how that all works yeah but it has a lot to do with internal dialogue and um dealing with tough emotions and memories that you can't deal with and you know deleting crap basically and uh of course i teach meditation and that's all about when to meditate how to meditate why you have certain thoughts and feelings during meditation and how you actually process them effectively but if i had to say one thing about it regardless of what you come to me for my special skill is just understanding language and all the things that people really say that are trapped behind their language patterns and you know all the stories and all the descriptions that they have all the fear and anger and shame and guilt and all the blaming all that stuff i can hear the specific words that say exactly where the pain is coming from and mm. you know i can usually decipher if that pattern of language belongs to that person or if they got it installed in their subconscious by something else either by a programming mechanism meaning the tv music uh some other thing books whatever it is or whether it's like a repetitive form of abuse by somebody that they're in a relationship with for example or whether it's fam family related trauma and things like that man that's awesome man that's that's some healer stuff dude to be able to um to like be able to dissect and pinpoint um just different things like that and then and then the like the variety of freaking tools that you use you know what i mean that's that's really awesome stuff dude that's some yeah that's that's some healer stuff to me to be able to to freaking whip out that kind of stuff that's that's pretty dope man yeah, you're right, man. Like you gotta get over your own pain before you can sit in this seat with anybody else, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a part of the that's a part of that journey. Um, if you want to do things that you're doing, and yeah, it's like earlier in the beginning you said like uh, it's like well, it's even written here like mindful, you know? And then it's like I think about well, what's the opposite and mindless? And then it's like as a joke, it's like zombies come to my mind, you know what I mean? And then people. There was that thing earlier about zombies, like zombies are coming and this and that. And then I make the joke or the reference a lot of times that I'm like, dude, the zombies are in the house when when we're stuck on the TV and our <laughs> brainwaves are, are changing like that. And then we can't hear what's going on to the person next next to us or in the next room. And you know what I mean? And then so um, that stuff goes a long way to to be able to be mindful uh, about your stuff, because then it shows that you're starting to want to take charge and then how you said you can add stuff in or take stuff out and that's the mm -hmm. the conscious the conscious effort that that goes a long way and then um and then i mean it might not things might not happen immediately for sure especially if things have been getting you know dug in there for a long time but it'll ensure that that you'll be on the road to it and then little by little you can start definitely feeling the results and then like the universal pie reciprocate you as well and you know so that's pretty sick man yeah man <laughs> it's something it's tough work <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I bet. So yeah, that's yeah. So that that's why uh, you you use meditation a lot too. That that that's probably like is that like your biggest um, kind of like your biggest tool in terms of like how you get back to like kind of clearing yourself out and you know different people do different things like that to kind of get cleared or grounded. Well, you know, I teach people how to meditate with their eyes open because this concept that you hear in like the new age or other things where you need to meditate for an hour a day don't you have a life you know what i mean like yeah. life is happening all the time and so the body is hardwired to be in a meditative state it wants to be in that state and we're born that way we breathe a particular way when we're babies and as we get older, we experience pain or we see someone else panic and we get thrown out of the natural breathing pattern, which is essentially long yogic breathing. And I like to say that because a lot of people have done yoga. A lot of people have tried to meditate or have heard the concept by now. Thankfully, due to the, the rising in consciousness and, you know, over the past two years, I'll tell you what, the elites have really fucked up. Because they've been trying to oppress a lot of people all at once. But what they've kind of done is opened up a big can of whoop ass on themselves. Because now consciousness is, is a thing that people are having dinner table discussions about. Whereas before that, they weren't, right? Yeah. So they've really gone and just opened up a hornet's nest for themselves. So it makes my job easier to explain these things. Because I can just say, by learning to control your breathing in this way what happens is the way that you parcel out information changes it slows down the frequency of the thoughts the speed of the thoughts and rearranges them into the most important issue i like to call it the mpi the most pressing issue okay and so there's always something waiting behind your eyes essentially to be dealt with and the subconscious mind is doing this hey is it okay to keep this and most people they kind of go ah and, and run away from that and the reason for that is because emotions according to neuroscience move much faster than thoughts and they bypass your mind's linear reasoning processes right so when somebody's dealing with anxiety it's just the, the fear, emotion of fear when somebody's dealing with depression it's just the emotion of sadness amplified but what happens any in any experience of any emotion whether it's joy or fear or whatever it's essentially 1400 biochemical effects that are happening inside the body that's a lot and they say it's probably even more than that they've just estimated so that's crazy in order, yeah in order to beat that we have to get really good at using the body for what it's hardwired and designed by nature to do which is down regulate so down regulation is just the slowing of the breath and regaining conscious awareness of your breath which then throws you into that pattern of slowing down the frequency and speed at which the subconscious mind is showing you information and at which your mind is actually trying to interpret and process these things naturally that you can pick and choose you know man whoo that was 
you're very signed that was a <laughs> very scientific and man but you wrap it up so good and it's uh it makes a lot of obvious sense you know what i mean yeah Damn. wow yeah that's very interesting with the with how you know how how you talk about mpi and those are the things that i guess it's like i had read a i had read a book a long time ago as i guess as a kid like walking around in uh, Barnes and Nobles as a teenager, just kind of, kind of trying to pass time. And I remember reading something about things like two different things in your mind that could kind of come at you. It's either the one that keeps playing over and over again, or like the other version of like, where you're just super scattered and you can't grab anything. I guess when I think about, or when you mention MPI, I kind of think about that one that's looping over and over again, that one main thing that we can't, like seem to want to get over or that just keeps like kind of yelling at us or that we keep replaying and are rehashing out. Right. And so there's so much stuff that's kind of yelling at us from behind the screen, if you will. And um, those are the things that dictate what we do every single day. So if you want to know what your subconscious programs are, look at all the things that you have in your life right now. Look at your level of income. Look at the car you drive, everything. Look at your relationships with other people and how you interact with them. And there's valuable insight about what the contents of your subconscious might are. And so the subconscious is it still haven't been able to get it any uh, less than this, I should say. The subconscious is doing about 95% of your thinking for you. And in some instances, it's probably doing about 99% for a lot of people. Because if you've ever seen someone who's completely disconnected from their spiritual nature, yeah, it's just all on autopilot or they're just always stressed out, you can be guaranteed that they're at the maximum amount of what the subconscious can do. And consciously, they aren't very aware of anything else that they're doing. And, yeah, I, um, I, yeah, go ahead. For, yeah, for sure. I guess um, I... I kind of like uh call those like this like like the default people or people with like the default souls it's like they just kind of just let it like they don't want to uh how you can kind of like in certain video games like you can kind of customize your stuff and all that and some people will just go straight stock the whole way through and like just go off default and just just wing it like that and just not even look back and just keep just keep going straight and just see yep. where it takes them and uh yeah yeah and these are the ones that will get run over by a car a million times or something in grand theft auto and still make the same mistake you know yeah because they don't know why because <laughs> they don't know why yeah yeah their ability to to self-regulate and to actually learn what happened and prevent the effect or like see the cause of something yeah. it's it's crazy like they, they just can't do it and there's a lot of factors that go into that you know we're under attack all the time by things that are outside of our control for just to keep that short you know yeah yeah you know i guess that's why i do my damn best to like always try to like backtrack like like when i get like downtime in my day whether at least it's at the end of my day where i do it but i do i guess periodically just whenever i have time i try to just backtrack on like where i've been like feeling like i've been just kind of off and i try to just figure it out because it, that that kind of like bugs me when i when i can't figure out why i'm not like progressing in something and then so yeah uh, yeah and then it's like years ago you know having different issues you know how we all do it's like i knew that it was 
a lot of it was subconscious, right? And then it's like I had realized trying to work on myself that even if even if I wanted it so bad, like 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 in magic, though you they'll talk about will, right? Even if I had a heavy will for something, it, I noticed that in terms of working on my subconscious, like I still wasn't able to like to like knock it out. Like it it like just because I wanted something really bad didn't mean that I was really working on my subconscious. And then now from how you're breaking it down, it's like, it's, there's like a, um, it's like a, it's, it's like its own thing. It's like, it's like very scientific in it, you know, in its way. And, um, mm -hmm. and so that's probably why, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. Human it. beings take for granted the powerful vessel that is the body. And, you know, the brain is a part of the body. A lot of people just think of the body as their arms and their legs and shit, right? Yeah. And they don't ever really think of the brain. And that's because there's such a disconnect between how we actually view the self. It's kind of like that phenomenon where no matter how old you get, you still think you're at a particular age, right? Because deep down on a, a deep subconscious level, you know you're infinite. And so you, you second guess your age all the time. So it's kind of the same thing where people don't ever really think that far. They, I like to say people don't think beyond their nose. And um, a lot of people are trying really hard. But then there's this thing in uh, hypnosis that's called the law of reversed effect that says that you literally cannot will something that's subconscious to be any mm. different. You can't consciously will something that's in the subconscious because the subconscious mind just says no right sick yeah that... so a lot of the reasons that people come to me is because they find that they are self-sabotaging maybe they want to lose weight and they wake up at like 3 a.m because they're hungry and they just can't stand it anymore and they go make a snack and it's like a thousand calories or something it's like peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something and you know maybe they um and i mean i've had this a few times before porn addiction is a big thing these days where People just get trained into thinking that's reality and it's, it messes up their mind. It's like yeah. a straight jacket for the mind and they can't break free from that. It's, it's almost worse than cocaine or like alcohol addiction. It's yeah. where they, it narrows their focus onto that thing and they can never break through that pattern on their own. And um, a lot of that's just, I'm not good enough or I don't feel safe and, they can't process their emotions. They can't process what they think. They can't handle being around other people. And these are all like core beliefs. There's different belief levels. There's the core belief, which is the stuff that we get taught and that we accept, I should say, from our childhood. And those things kind of become a part of us. And uh, they all reside in the frontal lobe right here. And that's where the prefrontal cortex is at. And that's where a lot of thinking and, and a lot of processing of information comes from. And then also we kind of have like the pathway to the pineal gland that goes directly in from the front all the way to the back. So that third eye energy center. But then there's like the genetic level. So sometimes we carry stuff over from our ancestors where we're playing out programs and patterns of behavior that they left unresolved that's just been in our DNA the whole time. And it's held inside of what's called the morphogenetic field. And um, it's basically what tells the DNA 
how to fire off on a epigenetic level. So above the, le the level of regular genetic interpretation. So then there's also the his history level and um, that stuff from past lives or deep genetic memory that is held inside of what we would call the collective consciousness. And so we can pick up on things um, or have these memories that are inside of the auric field, so to speak, that we just act on and we have no clue why we do that, right? But then there's stuff that's like unique to us and um, that's the soul level. So that's the stuff that we really have deep inside of our heart that we need to either keep or get rid of. And uh, it, that's why it can be so difficult because the subconscious is always trying, again, it's always trying to tell you, hey, is it okay to keep this thing? And it, it can mainly do that when we are asleep because that's, for a lot of people, that's the first time they shut the fuck up for the day. And the yeah. subconscious can be like, hey, you know this thing? And um, that's why when we dream, we have such bizarre experiences of dreams because it tries to piece together everything that our consciousness right here in the prefrontal cortex has wow. ever observed in, and put it together in a very poetic way that can try to tell you this thing's happening or I'm trying to resolve this thing for you. But then there's other things that play on repeat. And when we get into stress mode, not only is a cocktail of 1400 plus biochemicals firing off at once, the subconscious mind is going crazy because every time you tap into that fight or flight instinct, then we begin to play the programs that are in the subconscious because it's trying to keep us safe. It's trying to keep us healthy and it's trying to keep us happy. So it fires off all those programs that are going to keep us safe, even if they're evil, even if they cause us to do something really irrational and kill ourselves. It doesn't matter what it is. Wow. Yeah. Is it like um like in like to give it like a metaphor with like a computer, like uh would the subconscious be like like the main drive, like the main um like where you store stuff like in the main in the main drive of the computer and then Yeah, absolutely. Like the absolutely. base it's like the it's like the um it's like the main hard drive. Yeah, essentially, that's what it is. The base of it, where okay, yeah. oh, okay, and so then, it stores so all that information about you and about everything else in the world in the form of those programs. And it's like, like on our regular, our regular computer, we have things, or and even on our phone, we have like the shortcuts to, like you know, on the desktop shortcuts and on our phone, right? So this that is more of like. The conscious that's like the stuff that's in the front the easy access the the kind that we think we we usually play with all day but what's yeah. also really there that we don't see is what's in the drive and for that one you have to actually type a little more to dig in there to if you really want that stuff and that stuff is yeah. is hard is hard drive is hard driven yeah you got to go into that uh you know you got to go into that coding and see what's in there you know and sometimes you got to if you've looked at a piece of coding, you realize there's a lot of different things that kind of string together. So you got to look at those things because there's a lot of programs that are related to each other. Things like um, resentment, uh, regret, those things are all kind of tied together. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, I guess I think about like the default people, they're coming to my head right now. And like a, a big trait that I see with them is like, they never want to like, 
they they want to talk about what's happening like with their eyes like whatever whatever thing is out in their external and then they never want to like look inside of them of what's going on never. and then um that's kind of, it's kind of like there's no way you're going to be able to uh to help yourself if you kind of always keep it in that mode and then you um, know i have a rule i do not engage with people who are under mind control after a certain point because no matter what you say to them they're physically incapable of seeing your point quite frankly a lot of them are very dangerous by their thinking alone yeah <laughs> I've, been, um, I've been having similar thoughts where i'm noticing i'm like dude like they're like bugged like i call it like they're bugged or something where they're like making up stuff in their head where they they want to have it so the end of the conversation has it as in a certain dynamic that i didn't even I had no intentions of that, but they're making it, they're like setting it up on me to make, to kind of have it in this weird dynamic where they're trying to either get over on me or trying to manipulate me in, in some kind of way. And it's like, oh, they're like really making up their own shit. And no matter how much I keep trying to give them like this, this line, they're not, they're not going to like, they don't want to buy it at all. And then I'm realizing that now and it's like, oh, like I really can't help them like that. So I, I'm learning to like minimize my stuff with people like that too you know for 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 boundary sake you know what i mean yeah they they have their own programs that and once once a program fires off let's talk about one individual program once that fires off there's subcategories of programs there's uh programs about programs there's programs that are so rigid that anytime you present any information whatsoever their subconscious mind just loops back over that and it literally says no because this is the information that's in here and that's my only basis for interpreting anything in reality and i literally cannot see your point and so they they want to be right and if you've heard if you've heard my uh my podcast episode on cult mind control and brainwashing where i talk about the ass itch dance where you, when you start to hit on a person's beliefs, they really start shuffling around in their chair and they're looking like, how can I get away from this? And they start yeah, to get they really get squirmy. angry. They get squirmy-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, for sure. That's when you get those people who kind of yell at you and they won't let you finish your sentence and all kinds of things like that. Like they in, try to interrupt you in the middle of what you're saying because it's painful for them to hear it. Yeah. Because some of these beliefs are so hardwired into them especially with the technology and things like mk ultra mk naomi all the other uh things that come through the tv that a lot of these people are hardwired to die for that belief or die as a result of that belief they can actually hack you and make you die <laughs> yeah, dude. it's crazy i've been dealing with this you know, somewhat recently where what, what I would call it is like they're they're barking over me because the reason why I use the word bark is because it wasn't talking over me like it wasn't you like they weren't they weren't even saying anything per se. Like I you, you couldn't even make out what they were saying. They're just barking over me in order to try to just to shut me up because they just don't want to hear what I got to say. And so mm -hmm. it's like there's no reason. It's just I'm just going to bark my way out of this one. And then so, yeah, it's a trip, dude. It, this shit makes me think, I don't know, this gives me the feeling like how you're, you know, how you're reminding me of this stuff. It's like, 
I can't help but think of like artificial intelligence. Like there's something with that that um because it's like how else is it so wonky like this? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like it's so easy, it's like it's like comforting for people to, you know, like people want to be told what to do. Like they'd rather be told what to do, like okay, shuffle here, guys. Like instead of just you kind of figuring it out yourself, they'd rather be ushered and shuffled in and and heard it along uh in various ways. And then for them it's easier, like you know, because maybe it just they like the the feeling of it, you know, just to be able like I guess they feel it's easier or something like that. Yeah, it's much easier to just go with whatever is in your brain than it is to actually work on that and take it out. But that's why David Icke calls them press enter people. Oh, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it's uh yeah. I'll uh it reminds me of like, I would kind of say, well, like the tit for tat people, like you can tell them what, like what they're going to say. If I say tit, they're going to say tat, you know, if I say black, they're mm -hmm. going to say white and vice versa. Like it's yep. just, and it's kind of easy to, you know, to, you know, um, I wish, I wish everyone was like that, say like at the poker room where I could figure them out. But uh, it's like over there, it's not like that, but in, in, in public it's, or once you get to know people, then it gets really prevalent. Uh, yeah. After a little while of getting to know them. Yeah. yeah man it's it's absolutely friggin insane because we have all of these um brain damaging <laughs> weapons basically that are used against us and a lot of that stuff is the stuff that we think is okay you know yeah. and we already know about the obvious stuff like we know most people are aware that there's fluoride in the water they still drink it anyway most people know that sugar is bad for them most people know or have heard about GMOs by now, but a lot of people don't care. They'll still eat the, yeah. the fucking Kellogg's cereals and shit. Yeah. Well, um, all this goes like right over the head of people, you know, or just like, pew, yeah. like, oh, it's just, it's whatever, you know, like yeah. onto the sports, you know, onto watching football. And, you know, do you hear about the new trade? And you know what I mean? Like this kind of right. thing, you know. And all of that, all the sports, sports is a weapon against us, too, because we've been trained to think that, you know, oh, this is fun. Ha ha. Look at my team. They're winning. But that's a distraction from who you are at the core. That's to keep you talking about stuff that doesn't matter whatsoever. That's just going to continue to be more stuff. And so you don't ever actually look at what's going on in the world around you and look at what's going on inside of you. And Dude, um, yes. then yeah. you have, you know, you look at, you look at what happens at these places and they're selling alcohol and caffeine and all these things. And, and those are also weaponized against us because um, they limit consciousness a lot. So, you know, if somebody's like an irresponsible drinker, they're fucking themselves up. And they, they only know that that's happening from, oh, the perspective of it's messing with my liver or my kidneys or something, right? And they don't care because an alcoholic or a, a cokehead or something like that, they know they can do their drugs, drink a whole bunch of stuff, get really smashed on the weekend, two days out of the, the weekend, and go to work on Monday, and they know that they'll get over it. And so they don't see immediate consequences to that. And so it becomes a habitual thing. And the subconscious mind gets linked to that. And so they need that because they need whatever reward they get from that, you know? And yeah. even, in, and I know, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but even something like just one beer stays in your body for 18 hours and it's affecting, it's agitating your cells, right? 
So for a lot of people who are extremely weak-minded, that's a bad thing because that limbic system is turned on for 18 hours straight. Mm. And there and, goes the uh, bender. Yeah, that there goes either the bender or they're just playing out in stress mode on a cellular level. And that causes those programs of stress and fear and stuff to fire off. And so they do more self-sabotaging stuff. Yeah. And the same goes for caffeine. Caffeine agitates you because caffeine's a pesticide. The coffee berry, for example, or like on a green tea uh, leaf, it secretes that chemical so that when the insects land on it or when vines or any other competing plants brush up against it, they, it kills them off. And here's an example, like people who are picking coffee berries and stuff like that, they know that they got to wear like long sleeve clothes and sun gloves and stuff like that because that caffeine is so strong that if it sets up to rain above your pores open and any caffeine that's on your skin gets absorbed into it. So there's actually a story about a guy who was picking coffee berries and he had a hot date and he forgot that your pores expand, open up and absorb more when you take, get exposed to like heat and stuff. He took a hot shower and he died right there in the shower. Right. Oh my God. And Damn. so uh, you yeah, don't hear no. about this kind of stuff, you know? No, you don't because it's, you know, coffee is one of the most lobbied, uh chemicals you know so it's kind of like how they lobby for cigarettes and alcohol the same goes for coffee but it's it's one of the most popular drugs out for sure there. yeah that and cigarette yeah because you know when i'll when i'll go to the gym in the morning and i have to walk by the starbucks in the parking lot you just see everyone and their mom uh, pounding their coffee with a cigarette in the other hand and they're drinking the you know they're hitting one and one you know? <laughs> yeah yeah so those things can become very detrimental if you aren't consciously aware of what it's doing to you and i usually have to get most of my clients i shouldn't say most i usually have to get all of my clients off of coffee unless of course they come in not drinking coffee because what happens to the brain if you look at the brain scans you're without the coffee first thing in the morning your brain activity is like this and it's it's very active and 10 minutes after drinking a caffeine caffeinated tea or a coffee it just does like this and you see like a blue light goes right into the center and poof it disappears so there's very little activity whatsoever so even though a person thinks they're thinking they're just playing out programs oh. and so the programs sound a lot like thinking and they can't tap into any more reserve of energy because caffeine essentially <laughs> it scares the shit out of you which is why you take a shit afterwards because it, oh. it scares the body <laughs> it scares the body and it puts the body under so much stress and fear oh, that you literally shit yourself and people think oh that's good you know because for a lot of people that's the only time they have a bowel movement you know but it's it's really bad for you and it's oh, borrowing man. energy from tomorrow's energy store so the body has to recover oh. from that and usually by the time you're starting to recover you're back on to another cup of coffee. That's probably right? why it's so dehydrating too, right? Because then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, Damn. and it blocks it blocks so much of your nutrient absorption and stuff like that. It blocks adenosine. You can't sleep at night. All this stuff goes on. Yeah, yeah. When then with the real strong shit, people get like super jittery. So it's like super like nervy, and then so yeah. like nervous, nervous, scared, and then yeah. you know, uh huh. Yeah, you and know? people actually don't know that. Um, you know, there's people who say the brewed coffee is better and some say the instant is better and they some have reactions to the instant, some have reactions to the brood, but it depends on your body. But also in certain brands, in order to cut that 
coffee. So when they say 100% Colombian, that's a lie. They're using something called Robusta to cut that. And Robusta is 200% stronger in terms of caffeine content than the, the Colombian or anything like that. So it gives you that real quick high. And so you see how Americans drink coffee. Like they'll put like three or four scoops in for one one cup you know it'd be a real strong cup of coffee it'll really like make you grow hair on your balls for in real time yeah and when they do that and they're actually totally decimating their organ function and like blowing out all their energy and so it's hard that's why it's so hard for people to recover from get uh getting off of coffee and stuff like that because it takes time you got to detox from it yeah, are you, are you right. talking about organs? Like that's why people say, "Oh, I got the bubble guts," and then they got to run over. You know, I'll see, I'll see funny videos about. Uh, like lately, it's been like the pre-workout. You know, for the uh, for the gym, for the gym culture, and people are like, "Move out my way, bitch!" And like they're running in the gym, and like they're like taking a shit in the gym. You know, because they can't help themselves, and like it's like about to just explode out before the before yeah. they even get there, you know, and that pre-workout is devastating to people as well. And a lot of it has in caffeine as a, a source. So yeah. You big know, time, yeah. And it's one of the reasons why we have so many people who have anxiety and depression because it was found by the British journal of clinical psychology that when you take caffeine out of the equation, 42% of anxiety symptoms and depression symptoms decrease after reducing your caffeine intake and then when you remove it all together they recover from anxiety and depression like nothing yeah yeah, yeah it, it has to be just as addicting as alcohol even though it's probably i'm guessing it's I, more I'm addicted not, than it's more addicting yeah and i'm sure i don't know which one gets used more in the u.s but i mean i'm sure they're both they're both highly up there because you see everyone and their mom drinking coffee every day and then alcohol is humongous you know and um yeah damn. yeah some people become so unconscious when they drink alcohol that that's why they just kind of like seem to be press enter people. That's why you just, you know, those folks you see sitting around at the bar and they just drink themselves stupid. Yeah. Like they have no more of their soul left. It literally pushes your soul out of your body. Yeah. I heard something about too, like the chakras, like like it, it, it kind of just throws them off. So you'll get out of your chakras and all that stuff and, Short circuits that makes the energy spin the opposite direction. Mm. Hence the spirits that blah, 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 you know, drinking spirits and then you're enabling spirits. You know, that's when all the the wacky people at the end of the night, you know, start coming out. You're like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here if you, if you are there yeah. or, or at the end of a party. And then it starts to get really weird. And you're like, oh, shit, like, this yeah. is past my bedtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah when, we're looking at your invisible watch. You're like, sorry, folks, I got to yeah. get out of here. I got a meeting in the morning. Yeah. And then usually yeah. or sometimes you'll hear the next morning. Oh, I don't remember none of that. Or they'll be like, they'll be apologizing or, or you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, I've had mine, too. But but I've seen that a lot, you know, for sure, where people just uh, won't remember and or like are kind of apologizing a lot. And, you know, like I had no idea. Like that wasn't me. Yeah, I guess it wasn't you. You know, it's. Yeah, man. It's, uh, we yeah, gotta like, we gotta maintain up. our, we gotta maintain our souls. <laughs> yeah, it literally pushes your soul out of your body. And um, I'm, you might have heard this already, but we only have like two thirds access. You know, like it's the eighty twenty thing. It's a very small portion of our energy is actually inside the body because 
if the full capacity was inside of the body, it would explode this meat suit and it would be like ground beef everywhere. Mm. So um, when you take something like that, it pushes your soul out of your body and then you, you leave room for entities to come in. That's, you know, it's back to that thing about spirits and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So the larger percentage of our energy is actually out in the ether. And what we have to learn to do is to call that back into us because when we learn to call that towards us, we have access to different levels of information we ordinarily wouldn't. And we we won't need those things because we can generate the feelings of, of natural highs within ourselves. You know, we can generate the energy, you know? That's, wow. I, I've never, yeah. I like how you just broke that down. I never heard that exactly Um how like most of our energy is out in the ether like that. And then, um, yeah. And then it's like calling back or like summoning back your uh, parts of yourself and yeah. Oh, sheesh. You know, that's very, it's pretty interesting, man. It's like, it, it really makes you think about the freaking, you know, like the spiritual warfare that is out here in a sense, because, uh, you know, like I, ha I've had my versions of, of all these things too, whether it was good or bad and then seeing other people too. And then I would notice that sometimes if I was doing like, if I was feeling good per se, I would notice that different random people would try to just do like run up on me, like in a strange way, you know what I mean? And trying to like, just bring my energy down. But what I realized at the end of that day or, or 24 hour little, little uh, thing was that it felt like it was the same one energy or the same one kind of entity or spirit behind it. And I was like, dude, I think it was like one entity that was actually making like strangers, like, I guess kind of like in the matrix, you know what I mean? With the agents, how they can go in. There was kind a of jumps from was, one person to the next. Yeah. There was a time where I was feeling this and cause I was like, dude, I was like, that's not even them. I was like, this is like the same. It had the same twingy essence aftermath of like, it was the, it was like the same common denominator i noticed i was like okay i was like i'm not gonna take it personal or buy into it just kind of take it for what it is and uh and move yeah. on and kind of just yeah. yeah yeah buddy when you when you become conscious of of that change the shift in energy is you can't unsee it you can't unfeel it and you start to realize you know somebody's on a real bad wave yeah. and you're like uh-uh i nope nope yeah that that's why I'm all about the boundaries now. Like, like I, I knew boundaries were, you know, good and stuff before, but just up until even the more recent part of my life, I'm like very adamant about my boundaries, about who I let, like who, who I let in my space all the time and who I deal with a lot. Like, uh, yeah, because, um, I just like, I feel like what I tell myself, I just can't afford it no more. Like I don't have the currency for this. Yeah. I can't afford to keep keep on with that stuff i just don't have the money for that you know in terms of yeah, my currency exactly and you know the boundaries thing is very dangerous as an ideology as well because it's used by the cult of psychotherapy to break down the family system that's why you see those memes that say walk away from anything that doesn't serve you because oh, it wants yes. to, to trigger that that dormant uh hypnotic command in you it's in your subconscious from the TV and from Instagram, staring at the fucking screen all day long and all the things that you, you pick up from these gurus and stuff or psychologists on their page. It's all implanting you with these ideas so that when they say go, you go and you start cutting off your friends and family for things that 
it just could be easily resolved right yeah so that's what a lot of that's about and so i try to tell people that boundaries is about keeping you in and not about keeping other people out mm. i like that i like that, a that lot. changes the way that you you think about boundaries right oh. i mean it means that you can have an intelligent conversation with someone about what you like and what you don't like what's what's tolerable for you what you what you can invest your energy in rather than the shitty thing that they have going around on the internet where as soon as you don't agree with somebody you cut them off you know yeah <laughs> that is all low that is a, that got really strong recently that one uh, uh exactly i think maybe covid i don't know if covid like you know with all that stuff and then how people had to deal with each other more i don't know if that like propagated it more and then also like the culture of like it's like this fake pride, you know, because there's good boundaries. But then when you have like that fake pride, it gives you the bad boundaries. Right. And then it's yeah. like um, people even use this like in like I, I, I see like in romance, like in hooking up, like they have so much pride in themselves that they lose uh, the chance to have an authentic connection, whether it was like friendly or not friendly. But there's like so many like uh I know like more back in the day, it wasn't like that. Like Even though it was still kind of tough, it was still easier to be able to feel a connection if you guys really had one. Now there's so much like fake mind games that people play with each other in terms of like, oh, like I got to make them feel like I'm important or, or, or that I have my own shit going on. And it's like all this fronts on fronts that they're putting before you even get to the real me. And it's like, you're taking forever to get to the real you, man. Like, yeah, like, like you guys are just, you know, mind gaming yourselves into beating around the bush forever. And like, you're not like, it's like just chasing your tail, not getting anywhere, you know? Yeah. And a lot of that, you know, not to defend shitty behavior, but a lot of that's coming from people's subconscious programs, how they learn to relate to other people, because if they have a program that says, I'm, I am enough. No. So it's never, I'm, I am enough on its own. It's either yes or no that comes after that. That's how the subconscious mind talks. So if you affirm to yourself, I am enough, the subconscious knows full well you don't really believe that because it's not the program. And it goes, nope. Uh -uh. Oh. So when people are having a, the experience in a relationship where they don't feel safe because of past events, it's saying, I am safe. No. And so they don't feel safe within themselves. They can't let anybody in to that fortress that they've created to keep themselves safe. And so they will self-sabotage in every way possible. And there's a lot of ego and a lot of pride involved in that because the ego is that thing that wants to protect the program. It, it knows that there's something on the other side of getting rid of that program. And it diagnoses that as the threat and not the program. So it's kind of like a monkey hanging on to its bananas. Like you can, you can't, you got to pry it from that, monkeys dead cold hands right yeah so it's not you know it's kind of like that and it's so elusive in terms of like shifting where the attention needs to go and then yeah. so like and so it could be very tricky like that. that's all you have to just like be real keep it real with yourself in terms of like digging into yourself because it if not if you can't if you can't keep it real with yourself when you're digging in then you're gonna keep just playing that monkey see monkey like you know it's gonna be a you're going to be just chasing it. It's going to be moving it in different corners. You're never going to be able to get a grip on it. And mm -hmm. it's a trip, dude. Like, I guess that's why, you know, you, you uh, do what you do because uh, with subconscious work, it's like, it's, it's truly a thing about how, how we are and how, uh, 
parts of like our mental states that make us. And then so it's a it's it's so cool that you do that because it's like how else are you gonna get to like the nitty gritty and like actually know like what you're doing? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah that's yeah. so dope, man. Well, you know, man, I can only do this work because I I knew that something was wrong years ago when I first got into being a mental health um, practitioner, if you want to call it that. I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong with the narrative. Once I started studying and stuff, I knew something was wrong with me in my earlier days because I was a coffee drinker, an alcoholic, drug user, all those things. I, I kind of picked that up from the programming of being a musician. And I, I realized that I was never going to break through the ceiling of my own consciousness that I created unless I let go of those things. And that came from deep meditation and being honest and sitting with my feelings. And, and I started to ask more questions and I realized everything is a lie. The psychotherapy industry is a lie. And all the stuff that's in these textbooks and in these classes I'm taking for psychology, that's all hearsay and it's not actually what's going on. So when I started to single out the subconscious mind, I said, something's got to be going on there that they're not talking about. And I feel like I was divinely led to that path because in the personal development realm and in psychotherapy, they don't talk about it very much. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeesh. It's a trip. Like, um, how you, like just recently, uh, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, I was kind of trying to do something with my subconscious mind in terms of, um, I knew that I should, I was like, as a, as a thing to kind of switch it up, I started taking a different route throughout that day in terms of how I was going to like the gym and then uh, my drive to work and back, I took like different routes. And then uh, even like picking things like at the grocery store, like, uh, like I just did everything a little bit different. And I was like, because I'm, I was like, I'm doing this to kind of take a stand of like what I normally do, like my normal program. You know, what I just normally just like, uh, I, I'm just used to going there, right? You know, yeah. whether it's the same exit and the same turn and the same blah, blah, blah. And then so I made it a point to try to like change it and go a different way to to like shake it up inside myself and then to yeah. hopefully be able to shake it up enough to leave an opening for whatever's to come in. Because it's like just like anything else, like say like in your house, you know, like imagine you have your furniture and your stuff, but uh and even in relationships, right? Like if you want something, you have to close certain doors and empty that out, close that door in order to have a new door open. And yeah. then it's like, um, yeah. So it's like, it's just like work. It's like work that we have to do to, to kind of piece that together. And then to know that, I guess to like, I guess a lot of people don't have like trust in themselves or like faith in themselves about that. And then um, I guess yeah. that might be a, a reason why uh, we don't see it as much. Yeah, there's so much stuff that can go into that. Like, it could just be what I like to call the three R's, which I, I mentioned two of them before, resentment, regret, but then there's rejection too. Mm -hmm. And if you're carrying around programs of those three things towards anybody or towards yourself, you're going to push a, push away a lot of growth. You're, you're not going to be able to see that these are the thoughts that I'm having in the moment. For sure. I've seen the rejection one so much as, uh, I guess, let's just say my late teens or 
or even teens and then early 20s, I saw that with people when I, when I, when I would hang around people more, I noticed that that would fuck people up. It would really do something to them where they might not even recover or it would be years before they could recover. You know what I mean? Uh, thank God that one was out of the issues that I've had. That one wasn't too much of a thing for me because I've, I've been getting rejected all my life in different ways. So, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I saw how that one is like, like, yeah, it, it can really, uh, it can like make a shell of yourself. And then you're always trying to recover. You're always trying to grab back to something of, that is just not, not grabbable. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a, a little sad, you know what I mean? And um, you know, yeah, it's crazy because let's say there's a huge emphasis on childhood trauma these days, it's all over the internet, and that's for a purpose, it's to distract you from all the other ways that you could be healing and and dealing with self sabotaging behaviors and thoughts, right? They want they, they tend to come up with an idea and stress that narrative over and over and over until you think that everything is related to this one thing is to keep you off of all the other multiple things you need to be doing to to heal right so yeah. when a trauma actually explains now trauma is is related to anything that's in the body so when something happens in your entire physiology gets involved that's what that is so just because daddy dropped you on the head when you were five and now you hate daddy that's not real childhood trauma it means you're anchored to emotions that are linked to a memory that you yeah. just need to process and a lot of people think that's what trauma is but a real trauma let's say you're raped or something um the speech center of the brain shuts down the medial prefrontal cortex right here shuts down and that's the part of the brain that's responsible for experiencing the present moment and so in that present moment you can't rationalize you can't critically analyze you don't have a concept of future thinking your spirituality goes out the window all the things that make you who you are pause and so that's why a lot of people who experience those things like they can hardly talk and anytime they re-experience it in their minds, they can hardly talk about it because it continues to fire that same response. And um, then, you know, they just kind of, that frontal lobe becomes really impaired and it can't function. So they have to learn how to communicate with themselves or to other people in an effective way, which means you have to go back through what their internal dialogue is like and trying to coach them through that and get them to kind of give up some of the words and the images and the impulses from the emotions that they have because it's all fragmented it's all scattered all over the place mm. so I, what do you have to do in that instance is you have to be looking for the language of the event whatever language is linked to the suffering that they're carrying and kind of work backwards from there and so when you see how people are reacting to uh, the, the COVID psyop and how they react to things that happen between themselves and their parents and, and things that happen in relationships that are abusive, for example. There's so much guilt and grief and sadness. There's so much darkness that they've experienced that, that trauma to where they literally can't verbalize because it's it right here has gone on pause. Mm -hmm. And when they're getting programs from the TV or from the music, they go on pause. So that's why a lot of people shut down because they, they can't do it because the brain actually deactivates. Uh -huh. And 
and turning the brain on and off like that in that way because when you watch the tv within 90 seconds it, it deactivates the prefrontal cortex and you're just getting input kind of like that hard drive input yeah. into the hard drive like files transferring over and you can't accept or reject them until after you're away from the tv and oh, so things, like your control is like gone it's like yeah shot. so things get it get in there and they become dormant so you know oh like good example is like when covid started happening and they're saying all these things about it i was like no that's not really happening and so but all the people who watched the tv they believed it yeah. but because i haven't watched tv in years I didn't have any exposure to the pre-programming from the movies and stuff like that. I'd never seen Contagion or any of that shit, you know? Yeah. So that it simply wasn't in my subconscious. I was kind of like, you got to be kidding me. I was laughing and shit. And they were like, why are you laughing? We're all going to die. <laughs> you know? I heard about, I heard about a very sim similar thing when, when all that, when all that happened with like, uh, it was like about uh, Amish people where, uh, people like like say they were at a grocery store and like regular people came at them say oh my god where's your mask this and that a b and c and then they were looking at them like they were the aliens like dude like yeah. what is going on like oh my god like back up sir like i think you, i think you need some help exactly and you know what i mean it's like it shows you how that program can have you in these different worlds and then it's like exactly so polarizing and then it's exactly. like exactly yeah, man. Yeah, and so and I said like, that to illustrate that a lot of people who reacted in that way, they're traumatized. Centers of their brains have shut off, and they've accepted this information, and so they can't really like verbalize what the threat actually is because it's deep in the subconscious. It's all yeah. images and and like symbols and emotional impulses. And so when they start yelling at you and shit, you that's when you have to really hunker down and practice compassion because they are on autopilot yeah and sometimes people will have a meltdown and stuff like because somebody's not wearing a mask for example or because of some other thing so the the that's how things really work from i suppose the tv and belief level of things where you pick up stuff from other people that doesn't belong to you it can shut you down it can shut you down and shut you off and traumatize you to a level that you just react and that's why a lot of people that are under mind control they can't really can't do anything a lot of them live very sad lives because they're stuck they're yeah. stuck on a loop right and like the amish thing to, to that point that's why there's been such an attack on the amish people mm. since this whole thing wow. they want to shut them down that. oh, yeah okay. that's why they've it's been the aware. Amish they've attacked, and they've been attacking the Native Americans because these are the people who are not watching the TV. Oh, jeez, dude. It just go All that, what you just said, and then the part about just how seeing how, like, the traumatization and, and how that plays out with us, I just, you just know we're in the freaking trenches. You know what I mean? Like, we're in something, and then it's like, okay, it's like, this feels like we're in some kind of trenches, whatever it's, whatever the like the exterior looks like we're like in trench stuff. You know what I mean? That's a trip, dude. Like, yeah. Even recently with the, with the whole like a uh, football thing and like how it's distracting. Like I spent so many years uh, like doing the fantasy football and investing so much of my time doing like quote unquote, like homework to figure out my stats and all these patterns and projections and blah, blah, blah. And, and then now that I've been not doing that for a couple years and I'm not, and I don't really watch sports like that. Like, 
it's crazy because everyone's trying to everyone uh, not everyone a lot of people that i talk to sometimes when i do like quote unquote small talk they're just trying to suck me in this world and then i can't like i'm I'm at a point where i can't fake it anymore i'm just like uh i'm like uh like i can't even like go like go back and forth with them like how they want me to and then they end up kind of judging me and then just like uh, this morning i was like dude i'm gonna have to start like giving it back to them because they're like trying to like look at me like i'm some kind of idiot or some kind of alien or something and it's like no dude like maybe you guys are the ones that are off and then now i'm able to like hone in on myself and really like figure out like my priorities like my real priorities like i've been spending so much time getting away from that like what my like what i should be thinking as my real priorities and it goes to yeah. show you and then everyone is just like in this they're doing a lot of work i'll, I'll see them at the gym like looking at the tv screen with the, and they're crunching i'm sure i can tell they're crunching numbers or fantasy and like they're doing so much work that doesn't even matter it's like all that, like you're doing so much analytics in your head and so much. And then on Sunday or like on Monday morning, they'll be coming at me sad. Like, oh, that game was sad on Sunday, right? It was really, it bummed me out the whole day. So now they're having a bummed out weekend and then they're starting off their week bummed out because of all this, because a guy didn't catch a ball. Like, dude, like that stuff that kids do, like catching a ball and like running with the ball. Like, yeah, we all did that. Like they're just yeah. level, but it's like they got wrapped up in this whole thing, you know. And then even thinking about what, like, that stuff was like coliseum stuff. It was it was for the it was for the king to have people distracted, you know. So if there was something politically going on, like, oh, just give them give them some snacks and let them watch this show in there, and th- that that'll that'll cover them, you know. They'll shut up after that, you know. It's like, man, dude. Mind control, my brother. (laughs) It goes deep. It's a big cut and it goes deep. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, you know, so it's like we're out here and then it's like, I know too that it's like, I I really have to work on myself because I'm just like everyone else where it's like, I have like my own work to do too. And so it's like, it makes me conscientious of this for sure. You know, people are really scared because they think they have to do everything in one big leap. And yeah. the idea of that, it, it scares the living shit out of them faster than the cup of coffee scares the shit out of them. So they don't want to do it, you know. And it's tough to feel emotions for a lot of people. It's it, They don't teach us this in school. But what I have to stress to my clients or to anybody that's listening to this is that life happens in levels. And we arrive in stages. Baby steps will take you right up the side of any mountain. So you have to be willing to do something different in every moment of every day, but it doesn't have to be a drastic change. If you're pounding 24 beers on a Saturday night, pound 23. Next weekend, pound 22 until you get down to one and you're like the weird guy at the bar. And it's like, oh, I only got time for one beer. And then, you know, they all try to do the crabs in the bucket thing and pull you back in. But then you have to have the strength and the resilience yeah. to say sorry guys you know i just you know, not really not into that anymore yeah. and you have to be okay with losing your friend circle and that's the thing that keeps us stuck because the subconscious mind is looking for safety inside of the herd it's not looking yeah. for safety through individuality yeah. and that's why you know just to give you one last little nugget of insight before i gotta get off of here yeah a lot of social psychology is false because they were saying from back in the 1920s and before that, that human beings are not social beings. The human beings are social beings concept came through 
later on because they realized that if they socialized people, they would give in to herd think and they would follow the consensus and be easily kept under control. And so we know that 96% mm. of the science is bought and paid for. And that's how far back the science has been bought and paid for. I mean, just reflect on that, guys. You know, <laughs> wow. You know, geez, man, that's you dropped a lot of uh, a lot of information, a lot of bombs, a lot of uh, very insightful stuff from like scientific base and and on for sure. Gee whiz, man! Yeah, Thank man. you for yeah. Thanks, thanks, dude. I really, you're, you're uh, yeah, you're no joke, man. You have a you have a plethora of fucking arsenal that you have. So thanks. Thanks for uh, for doing your shit. You know what I mean, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you, dude. For uh, I appreciate uh, that, man. Yeah, you know the whole lesson I want people to get here is that it's not scary to individuate when you're coming from love instead of fear. As cliche as that's gonna sound, the work isn't that bad. Like you actually want to do it, even when it's painful. Yeah, but as long as you don't want to do it, you're in fear and you're not in your power. Yeah, no, it's so true. Just it just takes little by little, and then. I kind of noticed that at that point, once you get more confidence or more of a momentum, you can really start to feel the like how your words and how your thoughts you really like hold on to like, no, like like they really count. And then so you really start to believe in yourself. And then that's where a lot of, you know, a lot yeah. of nice progress can happen. Absolutely, man. And they do everything they can to blind us to our main superpower, which is choice. What kind of person would I like to be in every moment? It's, it, it, that sounds simplistic, but that's what it boils down to. And, you, you know, life, you said correctly, life is completely customizable. And there's a lot of people who just go on the default setting, never yeah. realizing that you can actually customize. You don't have to give up a bunch of stuff if you don't want to. But if that's affecting your ability to make good choices, is it worth it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's where time. we get lost yeah beautiful dude very awesome stuff very deep very deep stuff um before we go if you can please uh, let people know where they could like contact you if they're interested in uh uh you know like the things that you offer and then even just other kind of social social media things if you can let them know <laughs> yeah well i usually give my website but i'm gonna stop doing that because i've been um shut down by the powers that shouldn't be three times already for the year <laughs> so uh you know, go go daddy's owned by unilever so you can go look up who, who owns unilever um you can email me directly Jeez. at jahan tw sator at gmail.com i'll spell that j-e-h-a-n-t-w s-a-t-t-a-u-r and you can follow me on instagram at jahan sator that's j-e-h-a-n-s-a-t-t-a-u-r you can also find me on telegram at t.me slash the boundless authenticity podcast and you can listen to the boundless authenticity podcast on anchor.fm slash boundless authenticity or Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music, which is a good podcast. I've been uh, I listen to it on Spotify too. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty dope, uh, pretty dope show. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, pretty, uh, please send me because I don't think I have like the Telegram info. Uh, so, but pretty much all that stuff you can just kind of resend me, and I'll have that in the notes for us too. 
for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you freaking for dropping bombs on us. And um, yeah, I'll be happy to have you on in the future for sure. So, you know, we'll, we'll just keep we'll just keep each other posted and keep in touch. And uh, yeah, so thanks, man. I appreciate you for coming on, bro. All right. Thank you. Yeah, right on. All right, guys. Well, that's another episode for Uncanny Mystic Minds. We will be signing off and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>